Hello and welcome to the Online Warriors podcast. We are back, and by we, I don't mean illegal. This is still the Tactic and Nerd Bomber Show. Hey, I was going to do that. All right, good. We're synced. That's a great way to start the episode. How you doing, Nerd Bomber? I'm doing pretty well. You know, it's very interesting doing this without Illegal. I know we've done a few duo episodes, but I don't think we've ever done anything like super back to back because not only did we do last week's episode, but we also did the secret segment on our Patreon, which is actually a really fun little secret segment for our subscribers. Not to do a shameless plug, but like, have you ever seen the... Uh, the shoe game at a wedding, for example, where like the the couple sits back to back and they ask a bunch of questions like, say, who is the coolest person? And then they each raise either the the men's shoe or the woman's shoe to like say who it who is the cooler person. It's me. And Spoilers. They, no, it, it would be me, actually. Um, but we sort of played a little game like that ish. But illegal was thrown in there, too. And I don't want to give any spoilers, but you, I guess you'll just have to listen to it. Are you nervous that giving them three back-to-back sets of content of just me and you, that when he comes back, all of a sudden there's going to be mass protest of our listeners saying, hey, hey, ho, ho, illegal's got to go or something like that. Hey, hey, ho, ho. Oh, I thought we were going to do a second round of it. Um, I'm a little worried. I'm not going to lie to you. I think the people get what they want from us. No, I'm just joking. Guys, everybody be, misses be illegal. Cool. Be cool when he <laughs> comes back, all right? Don't don't do anything rash. No, we do miss legal. I hope he's had a really good break. Very restful. Hopefully his voice is all, you know, greased and oiled. So next time when he comes back, he's got that suave illegal sound. I don't even know what I can't do in a I really hope it's been two weeks of like poke smoking like eight packs of cigarettes a day and so he comes come back. back like this <laughs> hey it's me Illegal. he's gonna be like uh who's that character like he's a detective thing? he's a detective from old-timey black and white new york it's me illegal i'm here to to solve some crimes i really hope and i don't know if he's going to listen to these solo episodes here but i really hope he listens to this and then next week just completely only talks like that without even acknowledging the fact that we've talked about this. Yeah, we're not going to bring this up to him. This this is a litmus test to see if he actually listens to the content we make. <laughs> I'm a little scared of the answer, I'm not going to lie. Well, you know, we're not going to talk about illegal smoking and so many cigarettes for the rest of the episode. We do have some really cool cool news to talk about this week we have a fun new kart racer which if you guys have listened to the podcast for a while you know i'm very excited about any new kart racer i will play them all and this is another one to add to my library uh we're gonna be talking about the return of neopets which again if you've listened to the podcast you know i was a neopets fiend back in the day and additionally, we're going to round it all out with a new movie trailer starring Peter Malark. Which, if you Morgan listen to the podcast, Nerd Bomber loves movie trailers. I love movie trailers. Basically, this entire episode is just stuff I love. And I'm very excited about it. Technic, which one do you want to start with today? I think we should start with something that would make the listeners shriek or maybe even Shrek. Is that your like trying to? Is that you trying to do a Shrek impression? Because that was terrible. I feel like you could do a better. No, that Shrek was impression me trying to do that. a play on words. Oh, uh, a Shrek best, impression would have like one. a like a little bit more like like 
get away from me, donkey. Kind of, but that's terrible. That was actually better than I, I was expecting. I'm not going to lie to you. I haven't heard Shrek what even sounds like in years. Yeah, you know, we've watched movies in the Shrek universe. Uh, a shameless plug for Puss in Boots because that was amazing. The Last Wish, I believe, was the... Because there's other Puss in Boots movies, but the latest one was actually really great. We've watched other stuff in the Shrek universe, but it's been a while since I've actually seen like the core, I think, three Shrek movies. It's been a hot minute. Maybe we should revisit that sometime. I don't know. Anyway, DreamWorks is bringing back their kart racing franchise. So if anybody is familiar with the old games, which I believe were on the PlayStation 2 and even DS. the DS, um, there was DreamWorks All-Star Kart Racing. There was DreamWorks Superstar Karts. And they even had a little bit more like narrowed down ones. I think there was Shrek and Madagascar. Madagascar both had their own individual kart racing games. Um, but, you know, I, I liked DreamWorks All-Star Kart Racing. I forgot that even existed until I saw the announcement of this brand new resurrection of the kart racing franchise, also known as DreamWorks All-Star Kart Racing. They didn't really change up the name. Same name. So they have a bunch of different new characters to introduce to the franchise. So obviously Shrek is going to come back, Puss in Boots. But they're also adding in people like Boss Baby and Hiccup, which I don't think were around for the last round of kart racing for DreamWorks. They also have Trolls getting in here. I want to say um, the bad guys, the wolf maybe from the bad guys, or was the wolf from Puss in Boots? There is a wolf in this uh, as well no, as the wolf Megamind. is from that. The bad guys. Yeah, the bad guys. Yeah. yeah that's the bad guys. Well, I know, there because there's the big bad I thought wolf. you were saying, is the, is he just like one of the villains from one of the movies? No. Well, no, because I mean, there also was the big bad wolf in Puss in Boots, but I think this is from the no. movie The Bad Guys, also, which was a banger of a movie. Not going to lie. That wolf from the Puss, Puss in Boots, Boots movie? Terrifying. That would be amazing if he was in there he was I, I oh my goodness yes please please have that character could you imagine if there's like a wolf off where you have the wolf from the bad guys who is really even though it was he's the movie the guy. bad guys he's a good guy versus like the wolf which symbolizes death going head to head in a wolf off that would be sick i would play the hell out of that um, but i think also kung fu panda is getting in on this action as well and they're going to have apparently 20 different characters and a bunch of different tracks. Are you excited for this at I'm, all? I'm very excited for this. And there was really two main things that got me excited. One, Hiccup's car looks badass. Just looks absolutely awesome. You could see it in the background down behind Shrek. And the other thing that is kind of cool which it was this was this feature was available in the previous installments is i love it when you can sort of mix and match you know tires just like it is in, in mario kart where you can have like your unique combination of vehicular parts with your character to, to fit your play style and that is the always correct way to play a kart racer if you don't have that i'm out I love that. That was one of my favorite parts of the Sonic and All-Star team racing games, too, because there were, especially in that game, there was like Sonic All-Star Racing Transformed and the cars actually changed forms like you were a car, then you were in a plane, then you were in a boat. But you could like change all of that and, you know, give yourself different tires and stuff. And I loved customizing because I do have a very different play style in every game than you 
And so I like to tailor my cart for that. Like I'm not a big drifter. I like speed and acceleration and like I'll drift to get the speed boost because almost every kart racer game, like you have to drift to get a speed boost. But I'm not in there trying to be like this technical racer. I'm not trying to like get the tightest turns. I want to go fast. So I make my cars go fast and they don't handle well, but I go fast. That's another thing that there needs to be in here. I'm glad you brought up the drifting is there needs to be a drift boost mechanic. That's I like, think that's, most games have that now. Like, I think that's like cart racer. It better standard. be a standard because that's what separates the men from the boys or the boys from the men. The adults from the children. I'm sorry. There are women and girls and other people in this room as well. I'm not a man. That's the move that puts the kids <laughs> to bed and, and lets the sure. adults play. That sounds wrong. But you know what I mean. One of the other things, too, that I'm kind of excited about. So I know it's a little bit gimmicky. Um, but Mario Kart's relatively straightforward, and I like a little bit more of, you know, just transitions and surprises in your game. I feel like it keeps it fresh, and I think that's actually why, and I'm probably going to get a lot of flack for this, but while Mario Kart is great and did a lot to push the genre forward, the Sonic games are probably still my favorite, especially, like I mentioned, All-Star Racing Transformed. I think it really kept you on the edge of your seat. You had to really learn the tracks because there were so many different ways you could approach a single racetrack. You could like pursue transformations. You could take shortcuts. And apparently this game is going to kind of spice up the genre by adding switches on the race course. So shortcuts will be there, but they're going to be hidden. And you have to activate these switches in order to find the hidden shortcut. And I think, you know... It'll be fun if you're somebody like me who I grind kart racers. Like if you just want to pick it up and play split screen with your friends, which again, one thing that this game is purported to have, which is good in my opinion, is it's going to have split screen. Um, but if you're just picking it up for split screen play, you're okay with a standard racetrack like Mario. But if you're going to grind a game and play through the progression and try to unlock everything you can having hidden shortcuts really makes a game way more playable because a there's a little bit more skill to it it's not just luck it's not just relying on like the ai scaling like you can just learn the track and get better and you know learn shortcuts but it also just makes it more interesting because in a lot of these games there's only so many different tracks you can play but you have to have a bunch of different achievements or play all of the tracks with all the various characters to unlock everything and if there's something new to do new shortcuts to discover stuff like that it just keeps it fresh so i really like this and additionally apparently there's trolls that will ride along with your racer and then they'll give you special power-ups and surprises too as you play. And like I said, just keeping things fresh. I like that a lot. So of of what we know that's in there, is there any characters that you didn't see that you either hope are or wish are there are going to be in here? You know, it's tough because there's a lot of different DreamWorks characters. Like there are so many DreamWorks properties and I would have to sit down and see like the list of announced characters versus all of the DreamWorks properties that haven't been addressed yet. I will say I'm very excited to be able to play as Donkey just because of his like he's riding the dragon. He's riding his wife as a car. And I uh, find that really funny. Um, So I'm excited for that. I do really appreciate, too, that How to Train Your Dragon is in here with representation as well because banger of movie series, banger of a show, How to Train Your Dragon is so great. So I'm going to answer that question specifically. Okay. 
There's two that I want to make mention of. One, I am shocked that Turbo is not in this, or that we haven't seen Turbo. Oh, the snail. I've the, heard, are you sure that's DreamWorks? Yeah, DreamWorks earns, owns Turbo. Interesting. And a racing snail, like why wouldn't it be in here? Like it just, it, it feels ripe for the pickings. The other um, IP that DreamWorks has that I'm surprised we haven't seen yet is Monsters vs. Aliens. We had if you if you don't recall this movie, it's the one where the girl like shrunk and 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 grew. Oh, sorry, she grew really really big, and then there was also the blob. I think it was Bob the Blob. He's kind of goofy of a character. Anyway, I totally forgot about that. All of those characters are incredibly fun and lovable, and I think it could make for. You know, obviously, when these characters are racing around, they have their commentary. You can make for fun commentary and also just an interesting cart racer. Actually, now I'm going through the DreamWorks list. Another one that, you know, would be neat to see is Abominable. Like, imagine the Abominable Snowman. I feel like that's a really easy one. And I think, isn't Flushed Away? Isn't that a DreamWorks as well? I might be. Yeah, flush, DreamWorks has Flushed Away. Like, I feel like. That should get some representation. Ooh, now this is a deep cut. This is a very big deep cut. Chicken ants. Run. No, ants. <laughs> Dude, ants. So like everybody knows A Bug's Life, but I feel like ants flies under the radar because it came out around the same time as A Bug's Life. But it was but way grittier. Ants was so good. And like, it's got Woody Allen. Oh my gosh. Now I really want ants to make an appearance here. I would 100%. Well, and that's that's something that's worth mentioning, right? About them. Oh my gosh, in spirit. Sorry, I'm now. Um, I didn't even like. I forgot that they owned most of these movies. It's Spirit. So okay, I'm not a big horse girl. I'm sorry to cut you off, but like, I'm excited about this potential. I freaking loved Spirit. Like, I am not a horse girl, but I was obsessed with this movie. I own the soundtrack. I had the CD, and I played it ad nauseum i'm sure my mom probably wanted to break it in half but brian adams did the soundtrack it was a banger the movie was a banger i will go watch this movie right now if you don't stop me so you geeking out about you know deep cuts and things like that is exactly why it's exciting that we're getting this game now because if you think about the last installments 2009 games like kart racers smash is another good example they were not doing this release a game and then trickle of DLC constantly. New character, new character, new character, new character. It wasn't until the last maybe five, maybe ten years-ish when we started getting a release of a game and constant updates of DLC and purchasable characters, playable characters, things like that, that they really started to do this. And so with this new style of enjoying a game that we have this opens us up to literally have constant rollout of new characters new kart racers new to tracks be, new tracks to be that competitor against mario kart like now i'm envisioning this living future of the game sort of like what mario kart is doing where they're releasing the expansion packs and i'm thinking how cool it would be to have a track based on madagascar to have a track based in Kung Fu Panda World, which I think they already showed, but then to have a track based on the world of spirit, like that would be so sick. Oh my goodness. I mean, and just think about it, right? We're still talking about Mario Kart 8, Mario Kart 8 in like Nintendo Directs and it came out years ago, right? So, so we know it's not a far cry to say that they're going to do the same thing. 
the nice thing too about this so mario kart is relatively expensive i think it goes on sale but like it pretty much sticks like any nintendo game to its base price this is coming soon and apparently is only going to cost 49.99 which to me apparently like that's a really good price i don't know i feel like there's so much replayability in kart racers i freaking love this genre i'm so excited i, I so want this is it a day one buy for you i don't know about day one because i'll probably forget that this is coming out oh no, I'm sorry. This is not going to cost $49.99. That's the digital deluxe version. It's going to cost $39.99. Even better. I don't think this is going to be a day one because I'll probably forget. But as soon as I remember that this comes out, Hundo P going to buy this. And we will probably be playing this. Like, I can see this being a winter game for me. I'm not sure. I don't think there's a release date for this yet. But I can see myself hunkering down on a cold winter's night, drinking some warm ale and going hard on the race course. It's a weird combination, but all right, yeah. That's our Online Warriors endorsement. We are pro this game. Very pro this game. All right, so the next thing that we want to talk about, another thing that I'm super pro, is Neopets. So, Tactic, I, I, first I guess we'll tell people what Neopets is. If you were not around at like the heyday of the internet, now that now is not the heyday of the internet, but like, I really feel like the 90s, late 90s, early 2000s was like the comeuppance of the internet. And that was when like you were glued to your computer. You weren't scrolling on your phone. Like you would literally sit down at your computer and this is probably going to age me a little bit, but like you would stake it out for a few hours and you would play Neopets or at least if you were me, you'd play Neopets and you would get really involved in the whole economy. And basically what Neopets was and still is, it still exists. You basically had a pet, you adopted a Neopet. There are a bunch of different species of Neopets. And then in order to feed them, buy them things, whether you wanted to buy them paintbrushes to change their color or get them their own pets or get them cool stuff to put in your house, um, you had to become involved in the Neopets economy, which was consisting of basically either you could gain money by playing Flash games, which there were a plethora of Flash games, which are awesome, or you could do a combo of, you know, buying and selling stuff that you earned with your Neo points from Flash games. And you could basically create a shop and barter and get a lot of money that way. And it had its own economy. It had message boards that were flying off the chain. It had storylines that every season there would be a new plot line and you could like join different alliances or guilds and then interact and do activities to kind of further your team's cause or interact and further the story. And it was so sick. And then it kind of went downhill when like mobile stuff started happening and especially like the death of Flash because it didn't really evolve with the times. Flash games were no longer compatible when basically Flash died and the games more or less went away. They tried to get into like cryptocurrency and like do NFT stuff. And that was weird. And nobody liked that. And the general community didn't like that. It was also kind of predatory. I mean, Neopets is really geared towards children and getting them in this weird gambling economy. It, it didn't, just doesn't seem cool. Yeah, like Neopets, the thing that was super cool about it back when it originated was that you didn't have to spend any money. Like you could earn everything that you needed by playing games, basically just dedicating your time or being smart and learning about the economy. But there were also ways to get stuff for free. Like it was a very inclusive 
addicting and fun game that didn't really prey on anybody. And it kind of fell apart. Well, now it's a new era. So Neopets bought themselves out. They were originally purchased by a company um, and they basically bought themselves and they're now an independent studio. They closed down all the weird NFT stuff. They released a statement saying that they're basically revamping the main website. They're bringing all of the Flash games back, converting it so that you can access all of those old games that we know and love. They are focusing on creating apps and basically shutting down all the predatory stuff and just basically coming up with a good new app for people to interact with. And they also got John Legend to sign on as the brand ambassador. What do you feel about the future of Neopets? Well, first off, when I read that, I thought, oh, it must be some other John Legend, which just happens to have the same name. Nope. Same one. Same one. Exactly the one you're thinking of, which wild. Secondly, so they, you know, you mentioned that they bought it back for them from themselves kind of thing with $4 million, but that $4 million was, was won to them by a number of investors. And the thing that's concerning to me, like this is exciting, don't get me wrong, but the thing that's concerning to me is those investors, while they agree that the, the Neopets meta thing that they were doing was bad, they're all heavily invested in blockchain. So I do wonder if this is just to kind of like reface it, but then maybe they might still have that that same kind of pull to to be incentivized to not really change. It's just more of like a change of ownership to get to bring people in for good faith kind of thing. So that does caution me, and we all should be a little bit nervous about that, right? It's it's cautious optimism. It, oh, for sure. I think their CEO was originally like their metaverse chief operating officer like specializing in their metaverse application at their old company and granted he did kind of push for them to become independent and is now their ceo and left that old company but like the fact that that's what he was based in and that's what he was pushing towards at one point like it could go one of two ways he either was so entrenched in that initiative that he recognized it was a terrible idea or he sees potential in it still but wants it to be independent and thinks he can just do it another way but do it better and it could go one of two ways yeah so i'm very cautious there um i do love that they they want to heavily invest more in a, in a mobile app i don't think it should be something separate i i really just want the neopets website that has a fully fleshed out like clean interface that it's the same things as the regular Neopets website. I don't have time anymore to sit at my computer, but I do have time to open up my phone, do a couple of things here and there, and then close it away. That's it. So as long as they can do that, that's the ticket, guys. That's it. That's all you need to do. Same thing, not two separate interfaces, not two separate games. They're saying that the the mobile app is going to be like this life sim Neopets game. Yeah, I don't want that. I don't want that. Just do the same thing and just make a mobile light app version of it that they're connected. Easy peasy. They're saying that the website is going to become more mobile friendly in your browser so that you can do everything that you would on the desktop, you know, your desktop browser on your phone. But I have done that. And I think the main issue is that 
in the past, I mean, I know they're revamping it and they're in the process of doing so. But in the past, because I revisited Neopets like height of the pandemic, because I had a little bit of like a resurgence. I saw it on Reddit. People were like going crazy about it for like a hot minute. And it was really bad on your phone. Bad experience. And you also had to log in like every five minutes. It would kick you out and you'd have to log in. I just want an app that I've already logged in and I can play like, I don't know, Hassy Bounce for five seconds and then put my phone down, you know, like, and anybody who knows Hassy Bounce, props, you're a real OG. It's one of those situations where it just seems so simple and I, and I don't understand the disconnect. I don't understand why, how they can't get there. And I want to, because I still play Pokemon because of nostalgia. I still play Game Boy Advance because of nostalgia. I still do so many things that I did when I was a kid because I'm a sucker for nostalgia and I'm not alone in being this way. And just do it for me, guys. Just do me proud. I'm just, I'm begging. I'm begging. So if if they did, you know, make it an app, you would sign up again? Not only would I sign up again, but I'd make sure to get my T-Rex, my... Uh, I think it was like called an eerie or something like that. It was that bird hawk thing. Yeah. I would get my little tiny chickadee, my little tiny bird looking dragon thing. Shoru? Yeah. And then I'd have my squad. That was my my squad. And I loved them. And, my, and then I eventually got picked up that little alien guy, but I didn't care for him. He sucked. But that was my squad. My four was my main squad. And I just want them. I would do exactly everything I had because I want to relive simple times. And so does everybody. I, so I have already signed up. I lost my password when I signed up three years ago, but like, I'm even tempted now. I want to get back into Neopets because the thing that was cool was that all of the games that you could play, like, unless you got really deep in the weeds, like I did as a kid, you could get by just playing a bunch of like 30 second games. None of the games really took that long and they were all kind of fun. Like they all challenged you to get a high score. They weren't that deep. It wasn't that in depth and you got to collect cool stuff and get rare pets. Like I remember going to the adoption center, I believe, because every now and then you could get like one of the rare Neopets because some of the Neopets were like limited edition ones. And I, I would chance upon, you know, a rare Neopet and it was just... It was great. And I want to sign up again now. And I'm very hopeful. But I do, I worry, like, if they fail now, it's great that they're independent. But if they fail now, I think that's it for Neopets. Like, I don't see another company buying them up. They've apparently been operating at a loss for the last decade. And I think if they can't make a go at it now, I think that might be the death of Neopets. And that would make me very sad. As a person who owned a Neopets visor, that would make me very sad. Well, you were really cool as a kid, weren't you? Dude, I freaking love neopets i was very i had a guild we bartered in cheese we sold a lot of cheese we had a lot of pet pets and a lot of brushes for our pets and our pet pets i was rolling in the dough that account is still out there somewhere and i can't remember the password but i had a lot of neo points i was i wasn't a billionaire but i was a multi-millionaire good for you (laughs) All right, so before we go into our final topic of the day, we are going to take our customary break. But before we do so, we have to give our amazing Patreon producer, Stephen Keller, 
a huge shout out. Stephen Keller has been a Patreon producer with us for quite a while now. And as a producer, not only does he support the show, but he gets a lot of cool perks and benefits with his subscription. He gets access to our secret segment every month. He gets access to our monthly vlogs. He gets input into our games, which unfortunately without illegal, we haven't had games this week or last week, but that will return next week, we promise. He also gets fun guest segments, which is coming up really soon for him every few months on the show. It's super cool. He's super cool. We appreciate him. And if you want to be as cool as him, you can head on over to patreon.com slash online warriors podcast. And you too can become a knight or potentially just a page or a square. All three are very beloved around the round table and they all get different levels of perks, but everyone who subscribes gets access to our super cool secret segment, which we do on a monthly basis. So everybody put your hands together. Give Steven a round of applause. He is awesome. You'll be hearing from him soon in a few weeks and we're going to take a short little break now. Do you love Marvel but are tired of hearing Cheeto-stained white guys talk about it? Are you hoping to see the X-Men and Avengers face off? Do you secretly want to be Jessica Jones or Daisy Johnson? Or do you want to be with Valkyrie? If so, you've found your new favorite podcast. We're your hosts, Madam Chris and Madam Amy, and we are here to give you the commentary you want. Marvel. Minus the mansplaining. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and visit us at themarvelousmadams.com. Madams, assemble. And we're back. And we're going to talk about a new movie with Morgan Freeman. I can't do a Morgan. Morgan Freeman. Thank you. This movie is called 57 Seconds, and it stars Josh Hutcherson, who you might know as Peter Malark, and Morgan Freeman. Apparently, Josh Hutcherson obtains a time-traveling ring that allows him to go back 57 seconds into the past and basically fix any mistake that he immediately notices. It allows him to go back in time, say, at a casino. And so when he's playing roulette, he picks the wrong number. He goes back in time and suddenly he can pick the right one. But then he decides he needs to use the ring to take revenge against a pharmaceutical company who basically created a drug that led to his sister overdosing. And Morgan Freeman, I believe, is the creator of the ring. I'm not really sure exactly how they are super connected, but Morgan Freeman and Josh Hutcherson kind of come together to manipulate time and take on the world and get into some action shenanigans. Tectic, what did you think about this? I thought this was an excellent plot on how to handle time travel because we've seen, you know, they go billions of years in the past. They go hundreds of thousands of years in the future, even even a hundred years in the future. But no one ever goes under a minute in the future. And this is just a kind of a new take on time travel, and I like it. And honestly, every guy ever needs this thing because we all say stupid shit to our wives and just need to go, pull that one back. Because, yeah. Nah. yeah. <laughs> I like to sleep on my bed, not the couch. No, I'm just kidding. She doesn't make me sleep on the couch. Um, but this, this movie is, like, the plot looks fantastic. Josh... Hutcherson, 
he is not a badass. He's just forever in my head, Peter Nice Guy. But I think that's the point. And in a lot of roles that he plays, because I've noticed he is always like, aside from the Hunger Games, he has mostly done a lot of like kind of weird, quirky sci-fi roles. And I know this is like Morgan Freeman a little bit more elevated, um, but he was in Future Man for a while. That kind of flew under the radar. I believe that was on Hulu. But like he has really kind of found his niche in But even Future weird... Man, he was like a like a goofy badass. Right, but that's the role that I think he's played. It's always this guy who isn't really a badass, but he finds himself in this weird, quirky situation in a sci-fi setting where there's weird circumstances that basically put him in an action role where he typically, as a character, would not go. And I think he plays to that very well. Okay, so what do you think of the thumbnail then? Of him cocked with the gun on the side, James Bond pose. Yeah, I think that's a poor (laughs) representation of what this movie is. Because when you're actually watching the trailer, and maybe I'm wrong here, but when you're watching the trailer, you can tell he's supposed to be playing this quirky guy who's kind of downtrodden, down on his luck, and he just happens to find this ring. And he's not trying to be a spy badass person. He's using it for his own gain kind of i don't want to call him a scumbag but like he's just like a normal kind of average joe who does what any person would do i guess and kind of says hey use it to stack the odds right and then he becomes entrenched in this more action-packed sort of scenario so i think the poster doesn't do it justice because i agree he does not scream super badass spy action person but i think he's perfect for this role and i think he has really found that niche of being like the almost fish out of water action hero like the reluctant action hero who doesn't necessarily fit that mold but manages to rise to the occasion and i think you know it started with hunger games but even as a kid he had a slew of movies where he really falls into that like sci-fi element pretty easily because he was in i think the bridge to terabithia which was a little bit more fantasy, um, but still like not your standard world. Um, and he's also going to be in Five Nights at Freddy's, which again, like just kind of like an average guy who gets stuck in a and, weird yeah. situation. And I think he plays that role really well. So I think, like you said, the poster doesn't do it justice, but the trailer fits his standard character super well and going back to the plot too and you know when people think of time travel they always go i'd go back in time i'd buy apple stocks and and you don't think that 57 seconds is, is is a way that can really give you an edge but there's like when you go through the trailer you can actually see like wow you can you can really do a lot with 57 seconds you can redo your bets you can be smooth when you're not smooth and try what doesn't work and it's just like i said it's it's a really interesting take on a time travel movie that it kind of shocked me how how much they were able to do with 57 seconds. Well, the thing that's cool too is because it's only 57 seconds, they don't have to really answer the age old question of the butterfly. Yeah. The butterfly effect, because with 57 seconds, you don't really see the ramifications of that. Like you'll never see the ramifications of that because in 57 seconds, like, you, you, I mean, I guess you saw that direct decision change, but you don't see how it propagated through time. You're not around to see how it propagated through time. So I think that's really brilliant from the perspective of you get to play in time travel, but you don't have to answer to 
stuff. But I think they still will show that like time travel does mess things up, but you don't have to necessarily explain time travel. I think that's one of the big things that I dislike in time travel movies is that you end up inevitably in like a 15 to 20 minute monologue where they're just like explaining the science that doesn't exist of time travel. You killed Hitler. Now you have super Hitler. And- yeah. And it's usually just kind of like then they end up talking at you about how the time travel makes sense in their movie universe. And like, I don't want that. And I'm hoping. Well, I mean, they're going to have that. I really don't want it. And I'm hoping the 57 seconds kind of limits it. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I do want to just point out, because I I said that Josh Hutcherson played like very sci-fi roles. Um, So just a couple other movies. He was in Journey to the Center of the Earth. He was in Zathora, if anybody knows who that is. Um, I think he was in Epic. I believe he was in Red Dawn. Like he plays a lot of sci-fi stuff. And so this is his bread and butter and you should be excited to know that he'll play it well. Yeah, I think I think this would be pretty neat. Um, so this one, I believe it's releasing in theaters and digital, as I mentioned, um, September 29th. And then if you want to see more of Joshy Josh, you can see him in Five Nights at Freddy's, which follows literally almost a month later, coming out on October 27th. I do think I'm not a horror movie person, but I think I'm a little bit more excited for Five Nights at Freddy's. But I'm also just here for the Josh Hutcherson renaissance. If this is like him kicking off a bunch of new movies, I'm here for it. I think he's an underrated good actor. Same. All right. So now we're going to delve into what are you up to Wednesday? All right, Tactic, why don't you kick us off? Uh, I kicked us off last week, but I'll kick us off again. So the main thing that I've been playing is Kirby Nightmare in Dreamland. And there was just like, so I, I was playing this before. I almost beat it. And there was this whole thing. Basically, I'm the world's best uncle. Um, I gave the game to my nephew. He was playing it, but his game was broken. And so I took it, gave him mine, had to start over, but I repaired his so that I'm starting over. And now we both have working games and man, Game Boy Advance, it just slaps. I will keep playing it forever. Kirby is great. And I am just loving, I've played this game like three or four times completely through because you can burn through it in a couple hours and I'm going to keep playing it again. So that's just my, been my main, what am I up to? Kirby, 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 Kirby. All right. We've started on my end. The Dragon Prince season five dropped early. So we have been watching that. And I don't want to get too into it because I don't want to give spoilers. But if you guys liked the last few seasons of the Dragon Prince, it kind of picks up right where season four left off. And man, I just I really like this show. It's it's not slapping quite as hard as the first few seasons, but I think that's just because coming off of the first episode, they didn't do the customary, like, this is what happened previously. And they do that in every episode after that, like recapping the prior episode, but they don't give you like the last season recap. So that kind of was jarring and I had to go back and watch it and remember it. And I think, you know, seasons one through three really benefited because I think I watched them all back to back to back to back. But, I mean, the animation is great. If you like Avatar, I mean, same general gist here. Um, I believe it's the same, you know, basic team behind Avatar is behind the Dragon Prince. And, man, I just, I like shows like this. So, 
It was, I think, surprise dropped early because it wasn't supposed to be out just quite yet. And they dropped the season a little bit early. So watching that, still watching The Summer I Turned Pretty. You're not going to stop me. I'm still Team Jeremiah. If you haven't listened to my rant last episode, you should listen to it because I'm still Team Jeremiah. Come at me. Um, But yeah, that's kind of it. Just kind of chilling, watching TV, enjoying the nice weather. We've been going for a lot of walks, getting our steps in listening to other podcasts, you know the drill. Hope you guys get your steps in, listen to our podcast. You don't have to get your steps in, but you know, sometimes it's nice to get out there, move around, take advantage of the nice weather. If you have nice weather right now, I know in some places on the planet, it might not be the greatest time to be outside, but uh, we hope we keep you company. And that kind of wraps up our show this week. We don't have a quiz because Illegal is not here. But he'll be back next week. And we can't wait to have a full cast back at you again. So until then, we bid you adieu. So stay safe and keep on podcasting.